So I'm thinking about it. The last time we moved, the last two times we've moved. <laughs> that sentence. Has been during a Mercury retrograde both times, right? It has been. I think so, yeah. What are the odds? And, um... And every, it's every currently in Mercury retrograde. Yeah, every time mm. we move, every time we make a big decision, mm -hmm. every time anything in our lives yeah. is happening, it's during a Mercury retrograde. And I'm an, a professional astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. And welcome to the shit show that is our podcast. Uh, yeah, I, that has that that knowledge has not gotten lost on me. I what are the odds? Where, is it because we're Mercurial? I think the planets hate me. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you our wisdom and knowledge to make a career for yourself, but your own life. Good also, luck. everyone, you're injured. Have you updated your fans on Instagram? I didn't I, see you say anything. So I was a little high from the pain meds, um, as well as I think I was trying to vlog process it? everything. Um, I couldn't carry a camera, so no. But I did today just make like a sit down little quick update video because... I have this challenge that I set for myself where I wanted to do a video every single day for a month to get back into like the creative swing and let go of perfectionism. If this is your first podcast, I'm trying to explain it, but keep it short because the last few podcasts I have mentioned it, um, or at least the last one. Yeah. And so then I missed a bunch of days because not only was I in the ER, uh, but a couple days before that, our roommate Jessica was also in the ER. So with leg injuries, same leg, both on crutches. Uh, she has surgery on Thursday. She tore her Achilles tendon playing volleyball. Um, and yeah, she spent seven hours in the ER, as you know, but for the mm -hmm. listeners, she spent seven hours in ER. We dropped her off at 1030 at night and I didn't get to pick her up until 530 in the morning. I can't believe she spent that long in the ER. Feels so bad for her. Um, she did say she had a hot doctor when she got taken back. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, and then two days later, uh, I was going to feed the dogs and I walked up a couple stairs, grabbed the food bowl and turned to walk down. And like whatever I did as I turned, didn't feel like I did anything crazy. It just, as I turned, my knee like popped and it felt like my knee went out of place and wouldn't go back in. And it was extremely painful. I kept saying, like, I, I think I dislocated my knee because, like, that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Felt like it was out of place. Uh, and so I was, we had to call the neighbor. He took me to the ER. I went in immediately. Like, I feel like they were, like, name, date of birth. Uh, social the doctor security will see you now. and then like they were wheeling me in and i was like it's da, 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 <laughs> you know and i passed by an empty waiting room which i said i sent jessica a text message of the empty waiting room and she's like fuck you fuck you what are the odds what are like, the odds does... uh yeah and so i was seen by three doctors three x-ray technicians two nurses in like 10 minutes of being in there they basically did everything they needed to do within 40 minutes. And then the doctor came back, told me that the x-rays looked good, that I didn't dislocate it, that I didn't have any fractures, and that he thinks it's a meniscus tear or at least a strain of some sort that's, like, really bad. So I need an MRI. We'll get you discharged. We'll get you a knee brace. We'll get you some crutches, and you'll be on your way. And then I sat there for another hour. Like, I swear to God, I sat after all of this happened in the first 40 minutes – I'm good mm -hmm. to go. Here's my here's my scripts. Here's my everything. You know, you have to get MRI. And I sat there forever 
which again, I don't want to complain because yeah. Jessica was just there for seven <laughs> hours with a torn Achilles. Um, but either way, uh, yeah, so we're both on crutches. I didn't get a knee brace. And so I have like rigged my leg in the position that doesn't hurt with three exercise bands. Like they're like um, retention or I guess that's not the right tension bands. Yeah. You know, like, like you put them, they're really thick um, bands that you would put maybe over your thighs so you could like open your thighs and like work your thigh muscles or maybe around your ankles so you can spread your legs apart and like work your <laughs> muscles, even spread your arms, you know, you do a little spread eagle, you get your muscles working. And so I've put them, I have my leg bent and I have three of them around my leg to keep it bent and in position where it doesn't hurt. And uh, Jessica and I are rolling around the house in Roller computer chairs. chairs and we both have crutches. She had to pick me up from the ER and she was the only one available. And the nurse uh, wheeled me out to the car, opened the back seat, and put my crutches on top of her crutches. And then we just kind of laugh cried and rolled away. <laughs> so that's the update. If you mm -hmm. want a little bit more of an update, you can go over to my YouTube channel. It's not a super long video. It's basically the same story. But yes, I just Do you have like a dramatic it. intro where yep. you like walk in on yep. crutches? Yep. I can see it yep. a little lower than eye level, maybe. Well, yeah, only because there's nothing to set it up higher on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I can already envision this video. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't make it super artsy or anything. It's I want just, art. Well, I want to be. I want to be from the perspective you don't of even your know knee. What art is. I want a GoPro on your knee. <laughs> All right, tomorrow's tomorrow's depiction will be very artistic. But anyways, I did take a pain medication about uh, an hour ago, so I feel You're good. Saucy people. I feel soupy and saucy. So it's interesting that I was thinking about this, and one of the books that I'm reading this this idea of perspective. Mm -hmm. And we've mentioned it before, but Jessica just has a really great perspective on she things. She has the best perspective. I wonder if her I've ever perspective met. on and her positive nature about mm -hmm. her injury influenced how you perceived your injury. Absolutely did. I mean, we can go into whatever mm -hmm. you know you wanted to explore, but I was thinking so much that I had this same injury, but way worse. Eight years ago, I was playing softball in like a beer league, adult adult softball league. And I was playing infield, as I did, <laughs> second Duh. base, duh. <laughs> um, and it might have been shortstop, whatever. I There was a pot fly straight to me, like right to my chest. I was standing, I didn't even have to move, right underneath me. I yelled, I got it. And this new young kid from the outfield was really eager and kind of mm -hmm. angly and whatever. And he came barreling at me from behind and like slammed into me from behind and my the way I went down my leg like bended uh, and or, like bent and I came down like with my leg like outward bent and I heard a pop then and the same thing happened except for I kept trying to get a appointment to get an MRI and I tried for like three months and they couldn't get me in and then over time like you know, I just was tender with it. And over time I was able to put pressure on it and then eventually walk on it. And, mm -hmm. and it kind of healed itself and it never really was a big issue. Like sometimes I would twist it and it would come out of place or whatever, but wasn't that big of a deal. But I, I've been looming in the back of my head for eight years that I need surgery. And 
Jessica got the news when she was at the ER or whatever that it was Achilles tendon and she was like, oh, I'm going to get surgery. I don't care. I want, I want, I want surgery. And like has such a like quick, positive, like it's no like, bullshit. That's the energy and like, I need because yeah. when you get it taken care of quick. Yeah. You get to heal quick. Exactly. Well, and that's the problem is like I never actually got to realize what was wrong or whatever. And now I am. But like her going first with her injuries and like the way that she's going about it and just like the the positive attitude she's had throughout the whole thing. And, you know, I mean, she's in the middle of selling her house. Mm -hmm. Her husband passed to COVID in December. And this is like this is already a hard time for her. And selling this house then on top of it she snapped her achilles and you know has to get surgery and then her roommate and support system hurt herself you know i was kind of trying to run the show here and then the ringleader is down for the count so uh, fuck she's barely complained if at any and yeah she's setting such a good example for me and making it seem like even the worst case scenario of me having to get surgery, I'm like, at, whereas before I was like, mm, nah, I don't need it. Whereas now I'm like, if they tell me, then yeah, I'll just do it. No big deal. If she can do it, I can do it. You know, and it's very inspiring. It's really inspiring. It's very, very helpful. And I feel like I have somebody else right now that I could go through it. I mean, the main goal is for me to hopefully not have to get surgery. <laughs> like, I'm not like hoping it's You're surgery right. oh my god it better be <laughs> yeah but i mean if that is the case if that is what they tell me is like no you tore it like you need surgery right now then i feel like i have a better mindset of it because i'm watching her just go through it so i don't want to say willy-nilly but like she's just like oh well mm-hmm. it is what it is like I feel like there's not anything that can bring that girl down goals i sat on the step when it happened and i was like having a fucking breakdown like it hurts so bad but i wasn't even crying because of the pain i just like lost my shit i was like i can't i can't this is it like i can't i give up like i can't do anymore like I, we've been trying everything we're packing and like and you hurt yourself and then i was trying to take over and now i hurt myself and i was like i can't jessica i can't there's no more i can't do anymore i can't i can't i can't i was like freaking out and then she like grabbed my face with both of her hands and she's like stop it you're strong we will get through this you can do this. You just need to breathe. We'll call someone to come help us take you to the ER. Like, even and then, she was... Her <laughs> totally per- with it. Her perspective was, I don't know, just, like, angelic and positive. Queen shit. Queen shit, dude. She, Damn. She, yeah. So that's... I'll stop talking. You go. So, funny that we should mention that perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I actually found an article... Psychology? Um, it's not Psychology Today. It's the oh. Huffington Post. Ooh. So as we know, much more credential. <laughs> Credentialed. But, so, today's article, everyone, is 15 Secrets to Having the Best Perspective on Lice. On Lice? <laughs> Don't <laughs> Sorry, you guys. do that and curse us, Skylar Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> we all get lice. <laughs> All the dogs get fleas and we get lice. I would... Oh, my God. I would shave my head. I would just jump off a bridge. (laughs) Well, I can't jump. I would just, like, roll roll off. off. 15 Secrets to Having the Best Perspective on Life by Neil Samudre from the Huffington Post. 
Now, that sounds like the last. I haven't read. I haven't actually read these tips yet. I found the article, clicked on it, and then saved it for this. Mm, cool. So that we could go through this list and see if it's absolutely abysmal, if it's incredible, if we agree with things, or if and it's, let's eh. bring it all back to perspective. I love it. So I love before it. I start, though, before I start, I'd say generally you have a very. Um, Virgoan perspective on mm, things. That's a good, you yeah. know, yep. like logical. Yeah, I ordered. wouldn't say I'm like positive all the time, but I wouldn't say I'm negative all the time. I'm very, very Virgoan of my mm-hmm. perspective. But I'd say that Virgoan does tip, does tend to make you more like more ready for the bad than for mm-hmm. the good. More critical. More critical. Yep. Relatable. Yep. I find my perspective is much more whimsical. Mm-hmm. Much more. <laughs> Fantasy rose-colored glasses, and it always works out. You're either your scale is either it's everything's fine, or I might as well just end it now. <laughs> Literally, like, there's, there's no, no in between. between. There's no in between. There's no in between. I've been trying to just hang out in fantasy land, and it's totally working. Yeah, I think I like you better there because you're unmanageable when you're in. I might as well end it. <laughs> so everyone, <laughs> tip one is. Let's scream about it. Well, first, let me read it okay. before we do our grunts and our groans. Okay, all right. Okay. Let's just sit with it for what it is for a second. One, happiness is often a choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we okay, failed. Hold we, on. Let I, me keep going. I tried. Happiness is a choice. <laughs> okay, helping to most. Have you tried just like being, being happy? happy? It says, when life comes and sweeps you off your feet, (laughs) I hate you. You have the choice to remain on the ground. (laughs) Me? Me crawling up the steps like something out of a horror film. (laughs) Remain on the ground where people will coddle you or get up so people will be inspired by you. It's not easy, but change never is. So, first of all, let's take a second to acknowledge ugh. why that is just, ugh. Yeah. Why that's, well, why that, like, is even a thing. So, there, there's obviously the whole issue of the brain mm-hmm. and dopamine. Yeah. And, you know, like, chemical reasons yeah. that we can't just choose to be happy. And then there's also our upbringings, blah, 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 and all the cultural conditionings and yeah. stuff and all that. But, also... It is fair to say that every once in a while, we actually do have a choice. I think... To be, um, or to make the most out of a situation. What do you, how do you feel about that? It feels icky to say, It feels icky to say only because I feel like for so long, that was something that has been a narrative for people people in, whether it's in the medical field, whether it's in the spiritual world, whether it's in just, like, the day-to-day life, like, think happy, be happy, like, in music or whatever, (laughs) like, and I was just talking to my friend today who was telling me about, um, when she was, like, 14, she was, like, throwing up from her period pain, and she went to go see a doctor, and she had a male doctor, and he was, like, yeah, have you tried just, like, like thinking happy thoughts yeah like basically was like you're okay you're fine just like try to be more positive and she was like that's why i always want female doctors because a male doesn't fucking understand what's going on with my body yeah you know, like and she was just that was the so point gross. of the conversation and i was like that's so damaging yeah be like have you tried just like 
being feeling like, happier feeling, or like getting over it like you're fine <laughs> and so she was like fuck and um I, this this advice is only good for small situations right like you missed the bus you yeah. know you got to make the most of it. Right. And just chat with the people around you. I don't know. You know, yeah. like, this only works with small things. And I don't like it when people apply it to... To, like, general like the, everything. Like, the worst thing that happens to you, yeah. you can't just choose happiness. Right. No, like, exactly. You know what I've found for myself, and maybe you can tell me if this is true for you, too. I have found that in the hardest of situations I've ever been in my life, I'm able to think positive easier mm-hmm. than if it is something little or something that you know it still might feel big in the moment but i know on the grand scheme of th- things isn't really that bad i have a harder time with thinking positive it's almost like that one thing or that that minor inconvenience takes over my whole day and i have a more of a difficult time thinking happy or being positive about it versus everything has gone to shit and oh, well. I can't walk and my roommate can't walk and she lost her husband and we're selling this house and mm-hmm. we're moving and there's boxes everywhere. Like I'm in a very like I'm in a very Virgoian mindset about it, I understand, but I'm logical about it, but I am like I think it's those moments positive. that are big know, like that because the choice has been taken from you. Yeah, like I literally you have feel no, like I have no other choice. You have no choice. And so sometimes those smaller things where you've got too much wiggle room, yeah. you know, you can overthink things and become yeah. upset. What do you think? Do you think like, I is it like general across the board that you either are one way or the other? Or do you find that like... I think there is a huge genetic and like nurture yeah, like play about the way that we're, you know, like... Because temperament is genetic. Like, tendency towards um, being positive Mm -hmm. and leaning towards just general optimism is super genetic. Yeah. So, luckily, I was blessed with incredible genes that, (laughs) you know, that just lead me towards endless, unending optimism. (laughs) Well, actually, it's like swimming up a waterfall at all times, but it's just my natural inclination. You're like a salmon. I'm like a salmon. I'm looking for my mate upstream, but little do I know I'm swimming towards... And it's me. I'm the bear. So let's get to thing number two about having the best perspective in life. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me, Doc. Complaining makes us complacent. It might make you feel better, but it'll do so at the cost of doing something to change your situation. I agree. I complain constantly. (laughs) I know that. I know that it. I feel like it should make me, I think it should make me feel better, but um, for me personally, it does not. Like, I think it doesn't in in the aspect of I'm the, obviously, obviously, listeners, I'm the kind of person that has to talk it out and that constantly Mm -hmm. is communicating, and so it feels better because getting it out of my brain out into the space where I can, like, vocalize it feels a little bit like relief for me, but... I mean, in the end, it really doesn't make me feel better. It just is furthering me focusing on the shit things that I, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't help me to feel better in the end. I think you and I talked about this once before, about how I'll only complain about things that are nonsensical and the things that are actually you destroying my life. complain about the fucking stupidest things <laughs> but because... and never complain about the shit you should be complaining about. <laughs> it's so infuriating. And then when I complain about shit... 
You like roll. Oh my god, is that on the inside or the outside of the screen? What? That bug, you don't see it? It's like Godzilla of bugs. What the hell is that? Let me just Go make, tap sh on make it. sure it's on the other side of the screen. <gasps> Go tap on is it. Is that a stink bug? Oh, it looks like a stink bug. I'll end my shit. Ugh, it's on the other side of the screen. Don't! What? Tap you're, it. You're gonna poke a hole in the no, screen and you're gonna let little. it out of the stink bugs. Just tap it little so it goes okay. away. Before it sprays. <laughs> <laughs> That uh -huh. isn't scared of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Take Relatable. a picture of it and post it in the Discord. I'm sure it'll still be there later. No, it's not. It's literally making its escape. Good. We scared it. <laughs> so, anyways, think positive. <laughs> so anyways, think positive. See, I'm choosing happiness. <laughs> no, you chose to think that it was going to fucking... I actually chose violence you to go fight that stink bug. So, But I was the bear that led you so to it. So when it comes to complaining, mm -hmm. okay... Okay. This one's so nebulous because there are some people you complain with, some people you don't complain with. You know, it's just yeah. a, it's all, it's such a messy situation. Oh, yeah, there where, are people where when you get together, all you do is complain. And sometimes those it's awesome, people. right? Yeah, those it's are just like the greatest people. time. You get together, you gossip, and you complain. And yeah, I'm just letting my fucking leg have a break. Sorry, don't 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 mind me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. You complaining? <laughs> Yeah, about so, you. <laughs> um, You're half of what I complain so let's about. So let's go to tip number three to have the best perspective <laughs> in life. Okay. Social media should be a community, not a one-man showcase of your life. It's funny, but the less we go to social media to validate and prove ourselves, the better the space becomes for everyone on it. <laughs> Me, as I posted about my interview like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. So I guess this says, like, choosing the perspective that when you go on social media, you're engaging with community, not proving that you are any sort of you, way. We all know those people that, like, live on Facebook and that mm -hmm. all they do is, like, post, like, here we go again, and then they don't give any fucking sort of... <laughs> You know what I mean? They don't give any sort of like explanation. Yeah. And they don't like they they like are baiting you into being like they're doing wrong, one man shows. Babe, what's wrong? And like making it all about them. Like oh yeah, misusing God. community. Yeah. So I guess that's that's good advice. Just make sure you have your perspective lenses on when you engage with social media and just go through that lens of you're engaging with community, not individuals. Yeah. All the time. Obviously, sometimes we're engaging with individuals when mm -hmm. we like certain things in common. But as a whole, mm -hmm. it's community-based, not one-man shows. And I think yeah. that that was interesting. It says it'll just help you in life, according to the Huffington Post. And who can argue with that? Who can argue with be happy and Wait, don't go on social media? So this next tip. <laughs> <laughs> Differences aren't bad. Similarities are. What? Let me just read the little yeah, let's caption. Get in, let's get into it. When that one bothersome person frustrates you to the point of you, no return, you. remind yourself just that you're you only me. annoyed at them because they're different. You oh, like okay. You like I'm not like other girls. I'm different. I'm different. I'm built different. You like the people <laughs> most like you in the world, but in reality, being with people just like us never teaches us anything about growth or forgiveness. Differences with others stretch us. <laughs> That's why I'm dating George. Similarities comfort why I us. George, I should say. So, um. George and I are the exact opposite of human beings. 
Well, what's that saying? You you marry you, you marry the person you'll never figure out. I will never figure him out. <laughs> or we're attracted to the person we'll never forget figure out or something, something, some variation of that. Something. So I totally agree with that. Everyone I've ever dated has been a total weirdo. Mm-hmm. Completely different. From I'm me. the weirdo, but the he's the Scorpio mysterious, mysterious quote unquote normal one. Eh, eh yeah, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, I gave him the benefit of the doubt for a minute there. He's like so normal that it's kind of not, not normal for our standards of who we keep around. Yeah. Like what secret? Like he is the normal one, but if we look in the perspective of like the the crew or the gangle of friends that we have, he's mm-hmm. so normal that it's abnormal. I think you and I have... Like, how are you straight? I, f- I don't understand. I feel like you and I have a pretty good handle on having the perspective in life that differences are good things. Yeah, because, yeah I think so, too. Because if the world was homogenous, then we end up with awful things happening. Yeah, and I think because we are so different of people than... I mean, it doesn't feel like it, and I'm sure the listeners are like, yeah, no, you're not that weird. Like, we're all the same. Like... Mm, this little, like, dumpster fire of a community that we have here, like, yeah, we're not weird to each other, but um, we are... We're pretty are, fucking weird. We are the minority of weird <laughs> in comparison to the fucking world. We were the goth girls we, in the corner at school. We still are. Don't we you, still don't, are. Don't you take that away from me. Oh, my God. I My cousin, um, who runs Sybil Apothecary Candles, she bought me this t-shirt like last year um and it's black and it says uh make witchcraft great again and it was from this small business owner and she wanted us to all have them like me and my other cousin and whatever we call ourselves like the cousin coven and um and i was wearing it yesterday when i was moving and everything so i or not yesterday two days ago when i went to the emergency so i was like in like Black yoga pants, a black hat, and, like, a t-shirt that said, Make Witchcraft Great Again. And when I got into the fucking... I don't know what I would have made of you if and, I was a stranger well, and I, I saw that. Well, I went in there and I was telling the doctor how funny it was that he's like, we'll get you a, a referral to an orthopedic. And I was like, don't worry, I have one. I just got one, like, I'll have one from three days ago when my roommate and friend, I just brought her here for blah, 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 told him the story. And he goes, mm, wow, maybe it's because you're cursed because of all the witchcraft. And I was like, what? What? Like, I didn't realize that I had the shirt on. I was like, how, how did, did you know? I was like, what did I do? What was it that gave it away? He was did like, it show up in the x yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like, I know. forget, right, that magic doesn't literally show up on an x-ray. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell me it doesn't. No, he was like, uh, he's like, your sh- your shirt says, you know, witchcraft. Like, I was coffee. like, oh no, I was um, like, what do you know that I don't? Was I hexed? Who cursed me? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do? And uh, yeah, so I thought that was funny. Because like, literally, I, I must have looked... Insane coming into this fucking thing. This ER. It's a little bit well gone wrong. Yeah. So differences aren't bad, right? You're different and that wasn't bad. <laughs> so five. Oh god, okay. Um <laughs> So guys, this is tip number five to the best perspective in life. <laughs> Compartmentalizing <laughs> okay, sorry. This is my favorite activity is to compartmentalize. (laughs) (laughs) Compartmentalizing your life is like going to three parties in one night. It sounds like a good idea. Good idea. Good idea. Sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good idea until you wake up exhausted and bitter. (laughs) Wake up exhausted. 
bitter. That's me. It says, if, Drinking <laughs> my coffee in the morning. If your life, hobby, family, and passion are all different. Passion and passion yeah, are yeah. all different things. Oh, yeah, maybe you're a Michigander now. Maybe it's time to consolidate them into one. Then you won't suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that really what it says? Sorry. I'm sorry. I just laugh until I can get to the rest of the sentence. I know. It's... Then you won't suffer. From the problems that come with a compartmentalized life. Oh my god. So. <laughs> Speaking of Thank you much. Well, when you compartmentalize your whole life, you can't just be like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And also, um, when you work retail. <laughs> your soul is uh, in a compartment. I've had, I've, I've had actual corporate training about the importance of compartmentalizing. Why? In what way? Like, give us an example. Um, when I worked for Hilton, yeah. we had, like, uh, they obviously didn't call it com- compartmentalizing call it training. Out. Why don't you? Yeah, Hilton. You, you and I, I remember thinking that this was extremely problematic because yeah. they were saying, even if a loved one has just passed, you need to put that in a box when you come to work. Because people are expecting the most out of you when you're on Hilton property. Ew. And Wait, really? Really. This was actual training that we That's got. That's so toxic. And if you didn't have access to information like this, then you would think that that is what you need to do because it's an official training from a yeah. corporation that you trust, you yeah. know? So why would you think it was wrong? And also, like, your job might be really important to you and you want to make sure, which, like... (laughs) But going back to that podcast episode we did where we talked about brain surgeons, sometimes you have to compartmentalize. I do not remember that episode at all. What are you talking about? You Remember we were talking about perfectionism and when you're doing open brain surgery, you kind of got to be a bit of a perfectionist? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, because that was only a few ago. (laughs) And the same thing with compartmentalizing. You can't go into open heart surgery... And be upset about something else. You've got to compartmentalize. That's true. So sometimes in yeah. life, we do have to take things. Unless you're just doing brain surgery and like, that bitch, that Carol. Bitch. I swear to God. <laughs> I wish this was her on the table. <laughs> Suture. So, yeah. see, in those moments. So, is, I see what it's saying. You can't compartmentalize your entire life because then your life isn't cohesive. You can't have all of your life... In one category, They've two categories, three categories. Apparently, because, because in my life, I didn't. I just can't imagine life outside of its compartments. Like hobbies don't overlap with work, and you know. Yes, they do. You just don't do that. I don't do that. Actually, George has kind of picked up on this about you, and like, you know, made some like comments about like the way in which you have sections of your life and I don't really know exactly like mm-hmm. what he it's said always or how bu- he it's, said it's it, but bizarre I'm, to be perceived, you know? Yeah, but I'm You're just, like someone saw me and well, <laughs> noticed this about me. That's well he that's has awful. Lived, he's lived with you a couple of years now. <laughs> and um he's made comments about this because it is different than um the rest of us and mm-hmm. like the house and George does it a bit, but I think he just doesn't speak a lot in general mm-hmm. um, um unless he's had a few drinks <laughs> then he's chatty but he's um yeah he is he's a little chatty Kathy. but um he doesn't i wouldn't say he necessarily compartmentalizes his life but like you really do like when you're with your friend you're with your friend when you're with when you're at a job you're at a job when you're and when you talk about the, those things you talk about them like in sections and I can't remember exactly what George has said, but he, you know, I know that he has noticed that about you and has 
you know, just picked up on like, well, yeah, it's no, bizarre. he's at work. He's work Skylar now. Or like when he's like, uh-huh. you know, or something like that. But It is weird the way that... And you also don't like your friends to interact with your other friends. Um, I wouldn't say you don't like it. It's just like you, a, you work yeah. hard to... Keep, keep everybody separate. separate. And that doesn't work for us, especially when we are your friends and you bring other friends into the household. Mm-hmm. I.e., hey, Carly, you're my friend now, bitch. You're my friend. I know. When people rip into my compartments and Yeah, like, and oh, we open them up. Open them you're up. You're sassy about it. I'm sassy about well, it. We take it away from you. So, guys, well, I think we've lost a little bit of sight here. <laughs> about- I just wanted to mention because it's interesting that you were saying that you can't imagine your life not compartmentalized. And it's interesting because from an outside perspective, I can see how that's true for you because that's just how you work. Like, it seems like you live your life in sections. In sections and I can see how... So I see that what works. this article is saying about how maybe my life would be more fulfilling. Yeah. If everything well, was because you're like, well, you can't up. possibly have hobbies and work together. And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. No, actually, that is literally, that is literally quite the point of my last year where I've tried to make my hobbies into work. Um, so yeah. um, this is tip number six to have the best perspective in your life. Love those who are in love and love being in love. Let me read that again. Um, With the right inflection. Yeah. Love those who are in love and love being in love. Love is something that is stomped on in our culture. Oh my God. (laughs) We're either jealous or hating on those who are in love or we're too cynical about the chances of our relationship lasting. This is contradictory to how love should be treated. Whether you're in love or not, celebrate it. Don't reject it. How were you raised around the idea of love? Love is private. Oh, see, there you go. You've already were. That's how you can tell we're nudged into compartmentalizing. Yes. In now that we're talking about it, what do you mean by love is private though? Like you just don't no PDA or like you don't talk about love or like uh, there. There's a big spectrum of like what love is, mm-hmm. and the most intimate parts of love. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about like obviously we don't have sex in public unless you're into that. But <laughs> <laughs> no king shaming here. I'm no speaking king shaming. I'm speaking of which. Send me a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, find my accountant permit. Okay, OnlyFans slash no. <laughs> um, when you're out in public with someone and you're. Like, when couples are out in public, Mm -hmm. and they're so openly together and in love, whether that be, like, fighting, or whether that be, I don't know, like, public displays of love, and, uh, I don't know, something about that is... Interaction, I guess. Interaction that indicates love. Yeah. For me, (laughs) that's supposed to be private. How awful is that? (laughs) No, I mean, I guess it's not really awful, but it does seem a bit... There's no reason for it. It does seem a bit, um, restrictive, I'm not saying that George and I are like massively like PDA or like you guys aren't humping out on no, the discourse No, and we're usually. also not like screaming at each other. I mean, I did scream out on yesterday, but you know, every, <laughs> every you know every couple bickers or fights uh-huh. or loves or shows affection. But I would say we're pretty like mm-hmm. docile on the on that spectrum. But at the same time, we will like 
mm-hmm. we will display a little peck on the cheek once in a while, a little pat on the ass I, if we want to. But like it's weird. This has to do with my compartmentalizing of life. Hey, are we 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 spiraled into your we've spiraled, and now now that I'm seeing myself through this perspective, my yeah. um. Now that I'm going through this list of the 15 secrets to having the best perspective of life, I'm realizing (laughs) um, that I will only express love to people in the right compartment. Yeah. You know, like I I just do. I do not like looking at myself like this. It's gross. So anyways. Okay, but what? Okay. (laughs) I have more questions. I have further questions here. Um, oh, I think I just got a tear. Um, yay! Someone just bought a needle chart session. Did they really? Yay! yay thank That's you, person. That's never happened, like, in real time of recording the podcast. So, I don't know who it is, but I'm so excited. Maybe they listen Delvin. to this podcast. If you're listening, yes, congratulations. I'm, I'm deterring you're you. You're about to be I'm, read. Yeah, I'm, like, focusing on something else other than your PDA fears. But, um, yeah, I guess this is a little cute little promo. If... Anybody is wanting to work with me, I do astrology readings, I do natal chart sessions, and in the video I posted today, I did say that I took down my tarot readings for a couple weeks, just because I can't stand and I don't have my, like, yeah. I don't want to use my tripod and I've packed my decks away and all of that stuff. I like, packed my decks. I packed up my decks. <laughs> so it is a bit more, like, you know, difficult for me to set up and to do my tarot readings, whereas, like, my natal chart sessions, I just need my brain, my notebook, and a camera, like a Zoom mm-hmm. a zoom camera, my laptop. So I still have my natal chart sessions open, and I would love to work with anyone who is interested. You can go to my website. It's samanthamenzo.com, uh, and you can find me on Instagram if you can't find the website or anything. It's cloud9studios. And back to the regular scheduled programs, but I do need to pay for some medical bills now. So anyone who's been wanting to work with me now is the chance. So tip so. number seven. There. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, no, baby. Go I'm back. sorry. Did you have a question? Yeah, I had some more questions. What was it? So, like, what is your repulsion or your fear? Now, I kind of know because whenever I am looking at Virgo placements in general, Virgo tends to be the stereotypical. Um, Mm, uh, prude on the streets freaking the sheets depending on the placements yeah and not saying that you're freaking the sheets because that's not what i'm implying but like the virgo does come off as a little bit more of like the virgin archetype mm-hmm. the um Who, the one me? the one that doesn't doesn't need pda or doesn't express or mm. doesn't really feel comfortable with pda they're more in private um and I, there's a couple placements that show that, and also it depends on what it's mixed with, you know? Like, if you mm. have, like, a grand fire trine and the rest of your chart is, like, fire and air, and you got, like, a whole bunch of, like, eight, you got a whole bunch of placements that tell me otherwise, um, most of the time when I see, like, Venus and Virgo, or I see, you know, big Virgo placements, there is an air of, like, well, we don't really need to be going to like mm-hmm. the sex the shows. Sex we don't need to yeah. be going to like strip clubs, or if we do, I'm like the not the club. most yeah. comfortable. So, so what do you think it's part of your Virgo, or do you think it's maybe? I think it's part of the Virgo, but also to me, it's just so much more uh, memorable for me, and it's so much more special when I have like a little space where, because once I'm like alone with someone. Hello. Hello. Once I'm alone with somebody like in the bedroom and it's just us and it's like a love love person, yeah. like a love match or a boyfriend. 
I'm extremely You're affectionate. Gay? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, me too. I'm extremely like touchy. Like I only want to be cuddling. I don't like it when wait if they get up Ew, to go I to the if they get up to go to the somebody. if they get up to go to the bathroom, I'll follow them. Ew. Not in a creepy way, just like cause, How is that not a creepy way? Because like, how because like if we're talking and they start walking away and I'm not done talking, I get up to follow them so I can keep talking and then okay, I'm like, so Oh, are you going to the bathroom? It's not a loving thing, it's like No, I'm not watching I'm not watching them poop. Like why? 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 <laughs> so but once we're out of that environment i'm ice cold baby <laughs> literally i've seen you you are literally elsa so, of relationships i don't understand what that is i'm sure it's nothing it's so fine. here's All tip right, fine number, we can move on I this is tip seven there is grace in being where you are though it may not feel like it there is a hidden blessing in what you're doing that one's just boring sweat <laughs> there's Next. hidden grace there got it great <laughs> okay whatever i'm just bored with that one yeah so eight, the number one cause of death for passion is envy. <laughs> Wait, what? The number, the number one number cause one... of death for passion is envy. You get nowhere constantly comparing yourself number to other. Number one, I'm high. So what? the Say number one cause of death for passion, like if you have passion, okay. this is what will kill it. Yeah. Envy. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Don't you? Or Absolutely. No? I think that that is like the best part of this article so far. And... What does it say? Obviously, we all feel envy at times of things. I think envy can be the best motivator if it's not seen as envy and But more also as the number one cause of death of passion. Yes, but if it's instead of it being envy, it's channeled into inspiration or like the motivation. You know, seeing someone and being mm -hmm. like, um, I don't necessarily want that, but I see like, oh, they're doing that. I can do I that. I can do something if like if that. Instead of it being envy, Inspires, it can be... Envy can quickly spiral into resentment. Yeah. And what does resentment do? It slowly kills it, you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It literally does. Like, when you have resentment literally. in your heart, you turn to you stone. You turn to the Grinch. And then the oh. only way to come back from it is to bring Christmas back. Yeah. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> Oh, it's almost time for Christmas. We can watch The Grinch again. So, um, what's our timestamp? Where are we like at? Like 40 minutes. 40 minutes? I had a question for you. What? It's totally unrelated to what we're talking about. Oh. Okay. Um, so, if you guys don't know, I've been talking to Katie Flowers on the Marco Polo app, which okay. is a like video sharing app so basically you just kind of we're just talking back and forth in video form it's like texting but with videos and she got this tarot deck and it's kind of animal based which is crazy for her mm -hmm. because she doesn't love animal she doesn't tarot. like animal decks i've and known this about her for like five years i know she's very vocal about it mm -hmm. well she's like vibing with this tarot deck Stop, don't I'm expose not gonna her like tell that. you <laughs> which one it is because I want you to go to her channel and look she just is recently talking about it and she's making a lot of really great videos mm -hmm. lately oh, I know she likes her saltwater reading cards and those have animals on it yeah but I think she's I think she's talking more tarot oh more tarot she doesn't, I don't think she connects with the tarot through the lens of animals but anyway us knowing everything about her. <laughs> I know I'm so obsessed with her <laughs> So, wait, hold on. I have a side story, too, because I'm a Gemini. So bring me back to the original question, okay? okay? I'm going to stray off the beaten path. 
But, like, I was, we keep talking about, like, injuries in hospital, and she just mm-hmm. had a little thing, and we're just checking in with each other, and I was like, Ugh, I'm tired of us talking about, like, you know, pain and, and, like, all of this. Let's just talk about something mundane. Here's one random little thing that, like, I wouldn't share with anyone else, and that, like, isn't even that interesting, but, like, I'm interested when she shares those things about her life, so I figure, like, maybe mm-hmm. I'll share. And so I was like, here's my bedspread. <laughs> Here's the pattern of my bread spread. Here's my how much bread my, spread. my bed spread. I was like, here's how much it costs. Here's why I don't like it. Here's why I do like it. Here's how long I've had it and my plans for my next one. And like, okay, you tell me something. I mundane. love seeing people's bed spreads. I know. And then she showed me her bed like spread. In the background of videos uh, of I random know. YouTubers, I always zoom in on their bed spread. I know. What and is their pillows. that? And the setup. I want like, to know how many pillows they have. Which way they made their bed, mm-hmm. right? Which way, where in the room their bed is. Do they have, like, do they have bed stands? Do they have a headboard? Do you think that they, like, actually make the bed like that every day? Or did they just make it for the background of the video? Because some people have such simple beds that you wouldn't think would, would have a simple bed. I know. And some people have really elaborate beds where you would never get that what the hell i know okay well that was my little side story bring me back where were we at before i was gonna tell you a story about catherine of flowers Caf- yeah Fleur de- <laughs> anyways um so i don't know not right at all okay. <laughs> so those paint <laughs> those paint beds are just really great it's so hot in here okay i'm here so she was showing me that one of the cards for this tarot deck was um, the temperance card and it was a crab and she was kind of like I kind of don't know how I'm connecting to this one she's like I have some sort of ideas that are coming to mind but like I'm just interested from another perspective of like what your take on she she kind of was going in the in the terms of maybe it was connecting to cancer um, and like how temperance can be connected to this image in this symbol of the crab and I gave her some feedback of what I got instantly when she showed me and she was asking me it. And I'm interested to see what your take is on it. And then I'll tell you kind of like what I thought. And then I'll tell you kind of where she was going with it. Okay, if okay. If you were to see a tarot deck with just a temperance card, but it was about like the image of a crab. There's not really anything else on the card, just mm-hmm. a crab. What kind of things do you come to mind to you or... What kind of things come mm-hmm. to mind for you, and how would you interpret that imagery? So, obviously, I would think of cancer because crab. Okay. And the biggest things in life that we have to learn how to balance mm-hmm. are what? Family, love, relationships, yeah. and, and work. Yeah. And all, and, and all of those okay. things. And the crab, you know, he has his two little claws, and he's yeah. out there. One claws for digging, and one claws for eating. Mm-hmm. All right, you just got. Is that really how it works? I have no fucking clue. Oh, you sounded so sure about that. I feel like I've seen videos where the crabs are digging, you know, with one claw, and I then they eat with the crabs. other. I find them fascinating. I think they're cool. Like when I watch a good David Attenborough like undersea Ooh, water, underwater yeah. special, I love watching the crabs eat the remains of the dead whales. Or they and just stuff. look like they're like picking things out of the water, but you can't see them. And they're just, just putting like them articles. to their little mouths. Yeah. The little obsessed. eyeballs on the little sticks that they got. Like. Also, crabs keep the balance of the ocean. They eat the things that float to the bottom. They're bottom feeders. They're bottom feeders. Literally. Relatable. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> uh, speaking of which. Uh, they're, they're a part of a larger chain. Do you know that I know how to 
kill a crab. Yes, you've told us that on the podcast. I'll tell you again if you want me to. I can tell it for you. Okay. When you were in Washington yep. with your grandparents, yep. um, they would love to go lobster and crab you know, fishing, and then okay. they had the cage, and yep. then they would bring up the cage, yep. and then your grandpa and your grandma showed you how to get all the crab meat out and eat uh-huh. it, and then you ate it, and then that's how it happened. It's close enough. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so. What's interesting about crab <laughs> is you can rock them to sleep. You flip them upside down, you hold either of their sides, and you gently rock them side to side, and you can see their little fucking hands, like, squirming, and then they just kind of, like slowly stop and look like they fall asleep and then you know what the sex of the crab is by looking at its underbelly if it's like rounded on the shape and then it's a female and if it's like more like a triangle like harder triangle or like a torpedo look on the shell it's where the penis like a penis shaped torpedo Mm, what are the the odds yeah it's more so like a a rounded a rounded triangle the crabs have little penises yeah they do yeah and then, hmm. um, you know, once they're asleep, you know, you take them into shore and then, you know, the you got them th- things that you tie the, the boats around, mm-hmm. you like jam their stomachs through it and then you pull onto their leg, like you hold onto their legs and their claws and pull you them apart and they just fall apart. And then you put the guts in the water so that the rest of the fish and stuff can eat them. And then you throw the rest in a bucket and you take Save it home the meat and leave the rest. Yeah, so that other people... You're welcome, everybody. Especially all the fucking... <laughs> Vegetarians and vegans. out there. <laughs> but uh, it's a random knowledge that I will never stop bragging that I know. So. Well, now we all know. Yeah, again. You're welcome. So this so is... So you're, you're, you're saying that temperance for the crab is because... Like you I don't know. I couldn't it. think anything past the surface I of... Mean, I was with you there for a second. What do you think about the, the concept of this is what I was thinking? And the reason why I got there was... I can't remember what tarot deck it is. What's... Name the tarot decks that have like watercolor influences that are pretty popular. Um, I think, Spacious tarot? No. It's one of the like older mentioned ones. Like... Um, Mm, there's this image that I see very vividly oh. in my head of a girl, and then there's like, there's like a clouds that like a trail of clouds that go from the ground up through the card, and half of it's like blue, half of it's purple, and there's like animals and stuff all through it. Lumina. Yes, I think that's it. Lumina tarot. I think that's the one. Um, and anyways, that deck really does a good job of depicting like the blending of two worlds and blending like the spirit realm and the physical realm. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the first times where I really thought of the temperance outside of the idea of just like peace and balance and finding the in-between and finding harmony. Um, Now we think of it as a bottom feeder. Now I think of it as a fucking (laughs) dead crab. Um, No, I... I like the idea of there being this concept of a card. You know that little quote from Peter Pan that's, um, you know, that place in between dreaming and awake or sleep and awake, that's where you'll find me. He says that um, to Wendy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the temperance card comes into play. So oh, that going, twilight zone? That, like, in between of, of sleeping and awake, you know? That's that's balance. That's the in-between. That's the, that's the harmony of awake and sleep or, you know, physical versus mental or emotional. 
okay, so stick with me on this. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a lot of how I connect to the temperance card in general. And then thinking of the crab, I was thinking about that internal, external blending of things and how a crab has the, like, such a hard exterior. And when you and look gushy, at it, gushy and, like, the mushiest of buttery goodness on the inside, it's a water creature, but it looks like it is made to kill and defend. Like, it is hard shell. It's um, defensive. Hey, and clamps. they can go on land and in sea. That, see, that's what Katie said. Katie said she was getting the concept of, like, um, you know, they live in the water and out of the water. They can neither live in one entirely or without the other entirely. You know, um, that blending of needing to be in the land and in the sea. And I was thinking it externally versus internally. And I just thought it was an interesting conversation that the we had. The crab is actually a great fucking a, Now when you think about it, you know, instead of thinking of it in terms of cancer, which... That, that astrological sign, there is things to associate to it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was really interesting, and I wanted to talk about it because it just made me, it gave me another mm -hmm. really great reference for thinking about the temperance card. I always forget that you can take things literally. Uh-huh. Uh, like a crab can literally be on the land or in the water, yep. and what's more temperance than that? Yep. But it's too literal, so it's how, too how, literal. how could we ever arrive at that? You know, I'm absolutely. like, absolutely. You know, like, oh my God, no, but I, mean, I always I, forget. I like what you were trying to say. Um, and I was just curious to like, mm. your, your thoughts. I was going too it. meta. Yeah, but it's a meta podcast, right? Maybe. So, but speaking of meta. Speaking of which. The best perspective in life, tip number nine, is that the best things in life are illogical. So go crazy. Okay. Don't try to make sense of too much. Love, beauty, and goodness don't okay, make sense. never met a mercurial placement. But that doesn't mean we can't celebrate them. You know, it, this is this tip is what it is. Yeah, it is. What I it guess is. it's it's important to have a perspective that some things in life are logical and they can still be beautiful. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. I feel like we can move on. Yep. Your loved ones How are. How many the... tips are there? Fifteen. <gasps> I'm sure we won't get to all of them, and that's totally fine. Let's skip to like thirteen, and we'll do thirteen, fourteen, okay. and fifteen. Thirteen. Be quick to forgive others, not blame others. Instead of looking to justify ourselves when situations arise, search for the greater peace that could be had. Accept responsibility if that's what needs to happen and move on to correct the situation. Forgive others? Yuck. I would um, rather not. I'm pretty much a master. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, I can forgive anybody for anything. Yeah, you really can. It's my superpower. Mm. And I'll do it again. Yep. That sounds good. What about you? Is this a important no, I lens? No, grudges. For sure. But also, like, I'm pretty... I think I'm pretty... Um, I'm pretty specific about if I'm going to hold a grudge. Like... Because mm -hmm. there's other people that I... Or other situations and, and things where I've been like, I could hold a grudge right now, but I won't. But I won't. So, like, I, I reserve that for specific scenarios in which I feel like it's really justified, you know? Yeah. So, I'm going to hold a grudge. I'm going to have to explain it at some point. And, like, if I explain it, I want to make sure that I'm, like justified and holding the grudge and you know what I mean because mm -hmm. um, there's been times where I'm like I'm in the wrong but I want to hold a grudge really bad <laughs> you know what I mean I'm yeah. like, mm, I should just let it go <laughs> so I uh, I'm not the same okay, I love that for you I don't know why I just can't I can't be angry at people 
You have a Libra moon and a Pisces ascendant. So I, I forgive people as they're pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Like yep. once they're done pissing me off, then my forgiveness has already run its full course. Yeah, I, I think that's why I keep you around is because I need a lot of leeway. I need a lot of like... <laughs> you need a lot of quick forgiveness. Yeah. You need a lot of Pisces. Yeah, I do. So um, I can see you being like whatever about that. Like mm-hmm. forgiving when you need to. Blaming when well, you need to. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, you know what's so crazy is like if... There's been multiple situations in my life where there has been issues. I can think of three right off the top of my head, and currently one that happened recently. Mm-hmm. But like, um, if somebody that I've had beef with, or like, there's been a grudge, or like awkwardness, or like I'm like mm-hmm. kind of like cut cut out, and they like come and apologize. Okay, that's it. Done. It's over. Thank you for apologizing. Like, I have three right now in my head, major ones, that as soon as they apologized, I was like, okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. And so, like, what's with that? Like, I'll hold a grudge for ten fucking years, but <laughs> then, then it as evaporates. soon as they're like, oh my gosh, you I know think what? I'm such, you know, like, oh, God, I've, it, I've been really wrong. A, I'm like, okay, great. It's a reminder that a grudge and, yeah. like, feelings of anger, and not in every situation, because obviously people can do horrific things to other people yeah you know so right. talking about just normal everyday stuff yeah um that a lot of times those grudges and those angers like they they aren't real inside of us it feels right. like we're actually holding on to it yeah but once it's gone we realize we never even had it you yeah. know it's just one of those weird strange things yeah and i can feel that as people are making me angry i can feel that i have no place inside of me for it to go i'm sure that's not healthy oh my God, either you're like such a like a Good little Christian I'm boy. I'm such a good little Christian boy. I just <laughs> give it all to Christ. Give it up to the Lord. So, anyways, I'm perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. Tip 14, fight for the things worth fighting for. That usually excludes you know, many of the debates we have on Facebook. Da, 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 da. A girl worth, worth fighting, fighting for. We get copyrighted. Yeah, well, this doesn't make really any money. So. It says, <laughs> it's fine. This says if, this if you think you can solve a controversy in 140 characters on Twitter, think again. <laughs> Some debates and controversies just need to be ended rather than prolonged on social media, as an example. Instead, pour your time into fighting for things that matter rather than com- commenting on things that don't. Okay, I will never. In fact... You know, we've talked multiple times on the podcast about, like, when I get a hate comment or even, like... You'll reply. S- I'll reply. Semi, even, like, disagreeable comment. Hello? What's going <laughs> I on? I will reply. There? there was a video that I did, um, like, years ago, but somebody commented on it from a month ago, and it said, like, keep your hand still. It's so annoying when you are moving your hand up and down. I almost gave up. And, like, I commented, it's so annoying when you comment things when it didn't really matter and I can't change it or something like that. But thanks for watching. Much appreciated or something like that. And, like, I (laughs) felt so good about it after I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just had somebody, it came up back in my notifications because a couple people liked it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, see? It was worth it. It, it was, was worth it. It was worth it. People See, like it. You fought for something worth fighting for. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And my then, right to speech. This is the last tip. <laughs> and this one's kind of beautiful and ethereal. Latch onto hope anywhere you can find it. Be ready to embrace Ew. something outside of yourself because when life comes crashing down on you like a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> 
meniscus okay, tear. Okay, so actually, this is not leaving on a happy note. Yeah. When life comes crashing down on you like a tsunami, <laughs> you'll need something to bring you back to the surface. Oh my god. For you, this might mean going to church or trusting in the love and comfort of family. Okay. Uh. Yikes. So, but like C.S. Lewis said, don't let your happiness depend on something you may lose. So Did make sure. Quote C.S. Lewis in suffering like a tsunami. Make sure your hope is an anchor, not a ship sailing away. And I promise your perspectives on life will be much better because of it. Okay, cute. What do you feel like that? Um, I'd say I'm a hopeful person. Latch on to hope. Yeah. And you have to have hope because uh, I, I read I read a quote recently, and it was like ships in the harbor don't sink, but that's not where ships are supposed to be. What? what? <laughs> Something like that. Cool. It was like ships in the harbor don't sink, uh-huh. but ship, but a ship in the harbor isn't where it's supposed to be. Okay. Or something. I don't the know. Same Basic thing you just said before. Is hold on, I was trying to Maybe think of it as I was deliver saying. deliver it the same. I'm way. delivering it wrong. But anyways, ships are supposed to be out there sailing. Me. And like their anchors and stuff, or yeah. hope, or something like that. Speaking, Speaking of, of which, which, um, you know what's our hope and our anchor? Our sponsors. Our sponsors that you... Uh, I don't have the list. I don't have the list either. So here's the thing, everyone. Um, I was on pain meds yesterday, and I packed my office, and I left out the microphone, but I don't know where my supporters list is. I don't think I packed it away, so I don't could know be where it is. Um, however, I do want to give a big shout out to the supporters and the people that support our podcast. So even though I don't know all of you by name and we've, we've had our sheet missing before and we've tried to like random, randomly, mm-hmm. you know, go through the names. Go through the names. I don't want to forget anyone and I don't want to, you know, yeah. to do that. But I will say that we do have a new supporter this week and it's Sarah N. So thank you so much, Sarah, for supporting the Speaking of Which podcast. We mm-hmm. truly love you all. If you've supported us in the past, if you're currently supporting us or if you're thinking about supporting us and you're leaving right now to go support the podcast, you can do that by going to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and clicking the support button. You can support us for a dollar a month, five dollars a month. Uh, even $10 a month. I mean, what is that? Like a cup of coffee? Like really, mm-hmm. buy us a cup of coffee. We deserve it. You know what we I mean? Do. And also, we just love if you don't support us and you still listen and you share our podcast or you've rated our podcast. It really helps us out. We love that you just even are here and a part of our week weekly ritual. Um, we've been doing this podcast for like so many weeks now. I don't even know. Um, I think it's like 200 and... I don't even know what the, how many weeks. Anyways, it's really, um, I think we're almost to 200, no? As we know, it's not good when I start overthinking weeks versus podcast episodes. That's so so true. (laughs) As we know, you don't know the year. I just can't. You just don't know the calendar in general. I don't understand calendar years. I got one final question for you. What day of the week does the week start on? Monday. False. It starts on Sunday, technically, right? Right, but actually, I. But emotionally, it starts on Monday. I think emotionally, Monday is the first day of the week. Like um, on fish food or like on pill boxes, you know, it starts on Sunday. I get that, but emotionally, it's wrong. Here's here's my question: What are the weekends, or what does a weekend mean? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, so the weekend just means a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to you. Yes. Okay, but what isn't the weekend supposed to be the week ends, the ends of the week? 
So, are so you saying Saturday is the one end and Sunday is the other end? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the ends of the week. So it should be just Saturday and Sunday. So it should be just, and I think Friday feels like it because, like, after you're done with mm -hmm. work, you're heading well, that's, into but the also weekend. Thursday is the gateway to the weekend. It's like the gateway drug into the weekend. Yeah. So Thursday is the like, gateway to the weekend. So most people see Friday as the start of the week, a start of your weekend, yeah, and but then if you Saturday still and work. Sunday. But are, if you work on Friday, most people work on Friday. But once they get off, it's the weekend. Mm, emotionally. Emotionally. I agree with you. I was just asking to see what you thought. Because I'm ready to fight about this on Facebook somewhere. Yeah, and you know what? If you Google it, if you look it up, it like does say that most people are very violently uh, like into their own opinions about what it means to have the weekend. Um, but really, the weekends mean the end of the week. The ends of the yeah, week. Because, yeah, if you say you have the weekend off, you still assume you work on Friday. Yeah. But that's so just you, because you of really, the industrialized yeah. society of our... So if you have the weekend off, it means you have Saturday and Sunday off. We all know that the weekend, true weekend, is Saturday and Sunday, but the Friday feels like the weekend. Yeah. I feel like I we're, all, we're all on the same page there. I agree there. with you. I think Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the weekend. The week starts on Monday, but technically Sunday is the first day of the week, and the weekend is Saturday, Sunday. The weekends are Saturday and Sunday, because they it's end cruel. the week. I know. It kind of fucks with my head a little bit. It's but I do sick. think we're on the same page. It's sick. Speaking of Speaking sick. Of which, let's, I'm, let's close this out so I can go pee. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go take more pain meds and go play Call of Duty. So <laughs> I love you guys. Bye. Bye.